Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Eat Local New York podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale, and this week, my guest is Nick Pascal. Well, this might be the shortest amount of time that I've that's gone between having a guest on twice for a podcast. Um, but, uh, you know, if you've noticed, if you follow us on social media, if you uh, listen to the podcast, you've, hear, you've heard me talking about the bourbons I'm drinking while I'm recording, which right now I'm drinking the Elijah Craig Private Barrel, uh, or Barrel Select, whatever the hell it is that Pascal's put out. Uh, it's been a great bottle. I think it's 90 proof. Um, it's nice. It's, you know, a little sweet. It's uh, just a nice, wonderful bourbon. Uh, I've enjoyed it. Use it in a lot of cocktails. But uh, anyways, I've just been getting into a lot of, you know, cocktails. Probably part of it because, you know, over the summer, I was uh, uh, partnered up with Abbott Farms out in Baldinsville with their bar program. So I really got into it then. I put a bar in here at the studio. I've been making nothing but cocktail content uh, for the past few months. And we're about to go a little heavier into that with some new stuff we're com- we have coming out in 2023. But uh, it's just been a lot of fun. And I've gotten into the bourbon world a little bit, just beginning to scratch the surface. I think like most bourbon enthusiasts in the beginning, I you know bought a bottle and then uh, started following some people and seeing some you know, random bottles that were available and, um, you know, some like popular bottles. And then immediately fell victim to the, I shouldn't say fell, fell victim, but it probably is to the Buffalo Trace, uh, you know, the allocated, I shouldn't just single out Buffalo Trace and the Sazerac brands, but the world of allocated bourbons. Um, and yeah, I, you know, it's a lot of fun. I, 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 I hate to say this. As someone you know, as the guy that owns Eat Local New York, um, 95%, you know, 90% of my bourbon collection is, is bourbons that aren't made here in New York State. And uh, does Buffalo Trace put out a better, better bourbon than, uh, you know, I don't know, Old Home or who at Last Shot or whoever? I, I don't know. I don't know enough to say that. My first assumption would be yes, because Buffalo Trace is Buffalo Trace. But, uh, you know, is there, I don't know, I, I guess my point is uh, I, I feel a little bad about jumping into the allocated world and trying to find these bottles because I'm not a purist. I mean, my first foray into the allocated bottle world was to try and track down a bottle of Russell's Reserve 13 with the sole intent of selling it. <laughs> of buying it and immediately selling it to make money. And then uh, as soon as I bought it, I realized that it was illegal to sell it. Uh, So, yeah. Um, So I am not a purist um, whatsoever. But I'm, and I'm starting to feel bad about that. I'm starting to like say, okay, well, maybe let's not try and find all of these hard to get, all all these hard to find bottles. Uh, Let's just enjoy bourbon. Let's go find great bourbons that I'm not going to pay five times more than I should be for them and go try great bourbons that uh, I'm not going to have to, you know, spend uh, six months of my life trying to track down or becoming best friends with a liquor store owner, uh, hint, hint, uh, to, (laughs) to try and to get these bottles, right? So let's just go try some great bourbons that aren't in this crazy world of allocated, sorry, you can't get them, uh, bourbons. So, 
that's where I'm at with my bourbon, uh, my jer- my bourbon journey. Um, anyways, as soon as we do- got done recording the last podcast, I had 15 other questions that I wanted to ask Nick or, you know, things that I wanted to talk to him about in terms of the world of bourbon. And even after this podcast, there's still things we didn't get to that I want to talk to him about again. So maybe we'll have him on again in like late January, February um, to talk more about it. But it's just a lot of, I don't know, it's a lot of fun. You know, you can, I can sit and I can enjoy a nice pour of bourbon at home on the couch uh, with my wife and, you know, hang out, watch TV. I don't have to do anything crazy. You know, I don't have, it's not like I'm not getting into cigars, you know, where I have to like go outside and and commit to the amount of time, you know, you know, I hope that that makes sense. I hope it doesn't make, I'm not trying, not saying I hope it makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, So anyways, had a lot of fun doing it. And that's why Nick's back on the podcast, uh, because he is our local, one of our local experts. I'm going to reach out to Nick LaPlante. I don't know if he's listening to this, uh, but I'm going to reach out to him. If I don't see him first, we have our, uh, if I haven't announced it yet, we've partnered with the Evergreen to host a fried chicken and bourbon pairing dinner. I'm really excited about it. And you can uh, get all of those um, details for it over at the Evergreen, uh, you know, just head to their social media sites, um, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. The tickets are on Eventbrite, I believe. And uh, But anyways, we're going to be hosting this uh, part hosts of this dinner. I reached out to Chris over at the Evergreen uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, and I was just thinking, you know, hey, do you want to do this? And he immediately jumped in, which is awesome, and uh, agreed to do it. And so agreed to host it. And I, I reached out to them because they've got a phenomenal bourbon collection, uh, bourbon availability here in Syracuse. And so uh, the event is going to be Sunday, January 22nd at 4.30 in the afternoon. It's a Sunday. Um, I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. Tickets are, what, 80 bucks. Uh, I think that's included in all the fees. Um, uh, there's, so there's going to be, you get the 4.30 or 5.30. You have um, cash bar with assorted, uh, you know, whatever, appetizers. Um, we're going to have an amuse-bouche, and then we're going to jump into the three courses uh, with three different bourbon pairings. Nick is going to be there talking, Nick LaPlante talking bourbon, you know, uh, knowledge and really our resident bourbon expert for the night. And yeah, I'm just really, it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to, to, uh, to be there. I'm actually going down this Friday. Uh, Leanne, their chef is going to be making one of the dishes. I'm going to be photographing it, making some videos with it. Um, just a great time. So if you want to join us for that, head to the, go find the Evergreen on Instagram, right in their bio, see fried chicken, a bourbon event, and, uh, you can go there and get tickets. Uh, maybe I'll probably put a link to the show notes here. Uh, all right, I'm rambling. And so now it's time to move on to the show. Uh, without further ado, here's my conversation with Nick Pesca. This was apparently their like small release. 
um, small batch, like really, really insanely popular, I guess, for batch one. Um, so it's King Mayhem straight rye from Old Home. Uh, it's what, 108 proof? Yeah, 108 proof. It's good. Yeah. Um, like red hot cinnamon. Which I typically yeah. don't like that flavor profile. This is nice. Hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, I sampled this at nine in the morning at the farmer's market with him. Nice. Not knowing it was 100. Aaron? Yeah. I don't know, it was 108 when I, you know, took a hit yeah, of it. Yeah, I was like, holy oh, fuck. Um, besides the Sazerac that you gave me, I don't have another rye, and I wanted to start getting into some of the ryes for some of the cocktail videos, so that's why I picked it up. Ryes are fun. Yeah. Um, I like talking about rye. There's such a variance in rye on our shelf. You know, people come in and say, I, I don't like rye. I'm like, well... You know, you like Four Roses. There's a ton of rye in this. You mm -hmm. drink rye all the time. Mm. Just not called rye on this label. Mm. Um, but rye is unique because rye from New York is different than the rye from Maryland, which is different from the rye from Pennsylvania, mm. which is different from the rye from Germany. So there's like mm. a million different varieties of rye, and they all huge variants in flavor profile. So let's jump into that because I was thinking about this today as I was uh, going to adjust this real quick. Uh, I was thinking about this today as I was driving around thinking about questions to ask, and that was one of them. Like, at some point in time, and I'm sure it has already been hit, there isn't any new, there aren't any new bourbons being made. In other words, um, it's kind of like beer. I talk about this a lot with breweries. Um, if you've got a Pilsner, and a Pilsner is a traditional, you know, beer, just like uh Bourbon is very traditional, right? Like you have to be held to really specific uh, standards for it to be considered bourbon. Um, you're not really going to get a whole hell of a lot of variation. You have to use the same style of barrel. It has to be a new barrel. Um, it has. You can't be what? You have to be 51% 50 corn. Yeah. It, it, a lot of them are the same, close to the same mash bill. Yeah. Um, I know what you're getting at. A lot of the variance in, in the whiskeys, one comes from the uh, type of barrel, the mm -hmm. cooperage, uh, which is funny because half of them in Kentucky use the same cooperage. Yeah. Um, and then also the yeast strain that they use. Mm. Like yeah. uh, Four Roses is known for okay. uh, their different yeast strains, and that, that's what really differentiates a lot of their whiskeys. Mm. Um, but also the climate that they're aged in, you know, New York compared to Kentucky – yeah, quite a, quite a different climate. For sure. um, so there's definitely some other factors outside of the mash bill that mm -hmm. I think those are probably the biggest factors in terms of that differentiate uh, whiskey flavor profiles. And now that's why they're doing a lot of uh, finished bourbons, which isn't my favorites. I, I not my favorite. I don't like it like them at all, to be honest. Um, where they'll take this like a cask finish, like. A, Angel's Envy, you know, it's your normal Kentucky bourbon, excuse me, and they put it into a uh, finish in a port cask, or the rye goes into a rum cask. Um, and that second barrel finishing gives, you know, a different flavor profile. Um, you know, we did a barrel pick, you know, Savage and Cook, that goes into wine barrels. That gives a much, like, softer, fruitier note. Um, not my favorite style, but that's another way a lot of brands are differentiating their whiskeys from your typical 
Kentucky bourbon, vanilla, yeah. caramel, you know, bombs. Yeah, I think uh, Basil Hayden, I don't know if they just came out with it, but uh, it's just at least hit restaurants around here. They're red wine. The uh, the red wine Cabernet cast. It's brand new, yeah. brand new to the market. Um, and that's just another way. You know, they've come out with three or four in the past year to make their brand. Yeah. Different. The toast. Yeah. That's a new thing right now. Um, toasted barrels. To- everyone's doing toasted barrels, mm-hmm. which Michter's his his standards does a toasting toasted barrel. They toast mm-hmm. their barrels uh, before their normal bourbon goes into it. But mm-hmm. now everyone's advertise kind of how like Tito's advertise gluten free. Yeah. All vodkas are gluten free. Right. But they just <laughs> put it on their label and boom. Yeah. Biggest right. best. Uh, vodka brand there is now they just hit the marketing <laughs> on the head at the right time yeah um but the the wine finished and uh they did a subtle smoke as another variant mm-hmm. so these there's these small things you can do after your initial mash bill distillation aging process that can mm. make different whiskeys yeah. flavor profiles yeah i mean that makes sense yeah I, I wonder uh yeah, I wonder what like a purist, bourbon purist, says about that kind of stuff. Um, I, you know, some are good. So I, some I think are too much. Where uh, I find the finishing to to be intrusive and it takes over the flavor profile of of the bourbon. And I like that caramel, that vanilla, that mm-hmm. kind of sweetness that you get. You know, even the grains of of, of the corn. You can pick out the small hints of rye. I enjoy that when I'm. That's what I like about bourbon. Yeah. Uh, we got just got a new allocated uh, bottle in stock yesterday, and I'm mm. reading, oh, you know, it's the seven-and-a-half-year cash strength. Looks awesome. Cognac finished. I'm out. <laughs> um, I just know I have an idea of what it's going to taste like. Mm. Um, I'll enjoy a pour or two, and I'll sit on my shelf for the next three years until I find <laughs> something to do with it. So I'm just – I'd like to try it, but I'm not buying one. Yeah, that's um, wild. Yeah, so is that have you noticed that over the past couple of years that bourbon's getting more and more gimmicky? Uh, for sure, and everyone needs to find their niche in the market. Um, you know, there's the 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 standards that I you know uh, in in of the big brands of like the Knob Creeks, the Woodford Reserves, Maker's Mark, you know, Four Roses, um, and you look at their their everyday items. You know, Old Forester. You know, yeah. they have four or five kind of higher-end everyday items than their entry-level line, and that's all they really do. They, you know, they have their one-off special releases, but they don't do, a, you know, any anything cask-finished or, yeah. uh, you know, I don't think Knob Creek does either. Mm. Um, mm. Or, you know, they don't, they just stick to what they're good at, and I, I like those those types of brands. Yeah. Um, I say it all the time. They're, they've been around for a long time. They're around, they're still around today for a very specific reason. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of those new guys that are trying to, where can they find their niche that, you know, Jefferson's Ocean. Yeah. Um, that's a $75 bottle. Yeah. Uh, you know, it goes on the ocean. It goes, I, I don't know what the, the statistics are of how long it's on the boat. You know, <laughs> where is it? Does it go up one ramp on the boat? You know, yeah, off right. the next day? I have no idea. And it doesn't say anything on it. There's no age statement. There's no. Mm. Some people say it goes around. Uh, I don't know over the equator. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that seems a little gimmicky to me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as a as a consumer who doesn't know anything about it, 
when I see that, I immediately picture like an old wooden ship. Yeah, uh, my guess is that's not the case, that's but I don't know because they they also don't share any information. Which who owns them? Uh, Jefferson's is. I know they're they don't distill their own stuff. Um, I know they're in the Campari mm. portfolio. I don't know if they're independent or if they're owned. You say by they don't distill their own stuff? No. No, no. And they're very discreet about where it's distilled. Rumor has it it's done at Bardstown now. That's see, like that's frustrating to me. I don't know if that is to you. It, it reminds me of contract brewing for these brewers. Oh, that's what half our shelf is. That's insane. Um and they've implemented some laws that make uh the brands be more um uh forthcoming with uh transparent is what I'm looking for. Transparent with the consumer. And, you know, back in the day, they, there was, there's still ways around it now. But if you look at half our shelf um, on the very back, half our brands in very small, you know, writing under the barcode, it says distilled in Indiana. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, but it says Kentucky bourbon on it. I'm like, yeah, that's distilled in Indiana at MGP, which is where, like, 15 of these brands are made. And that's honestly today, like, you find something distilled in Indi- Indiana, you know it's going to be good because yeah. they, they do good stuff. So it's almost sought after at this point to see some MGP yeah. juice. Mm. Um, you know, we have the same juice on our shelf in five different brands and labels, but it all comes from the same place. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, I get with some of them, you know, startups where mm. I can't release whiskey for four years, you know, well, two years minimum, but I can't put out a good product for four or five years. So I need to contract get something out to get some cash flow rolling which makes sense yeah um hmm. but i know castle and key they just started they just released their first bourbon you know it's four-year age hmm. um stuff that they're doing in-house and i don't think they released anything under any uh, other label or hmm. um contracted any juice in they just waited which yeah. means they have big pockets is my guess hmm. because it's expensive who are they owned by? Uh, I want to say it's, they're private. They're, oh, really? They have some big investors behind mm. the brand. Um, <laughs> an incredible visit. They put a shit ton of money into this mm. location, um, which is actually where the original Colonel E.H. Taylor started. Wow. Buffalo Trace bought the rights and name of it. and Oh, really? And ran with it. But huh. uh, he, I mean... OG Colonel E.H. Taylor, he worked at five distilleries, yeah. but Buffalo Trace yeah. grasped it and made it theirs. I've been reading, like, since the last time you were on the podcast, I've, 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 A, I've been, like, discovering a lot more of the sought-after bottles and um, and then the stories behind got, them. Got a few over there. You got, got a there? Yeah. Them. yeah. Um, I'm really fortunate. I won't say the name of the restaurant on the, on the air because I won't get him in trouble, but a friend of mine who runs a restaurant in town, uh, uh, he, we were texting one day and I was like, yeah, I've been trying to, or he, I think he asked me what I was doing. I was like, I'm out trying to find this bottle of bourbon. And he was like, oh, I've got it here. I'll sell it to you. I, I was like, really? How much do you want for it? He's like, I think I paid 30 bucks for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's the 12 year, the Weller 12. Yeah. And, uh, Tell him to take all his allocations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, are you serious? He was like, yeah, just stop down next week. I was like, holy shit. So 
he took me down into the basement where they have everything locked up and he opens, he's like, he's like, you know what? It doesn't have to be Weller if you don't want, you can get anything we have in here. And he opens up the cabinet and it's like every allocated bottle that you could imagine yeah. is in there. And I was like, you have Blanton's? He was like, yeah, do you want that too? I was like, holy fuck. And yeah. Then, so yeah, I was like really lucky. It's wild how this, I was just had a meeting with a few other liquor store owners of recent uh, the percentage of bottles that restaurants got. You know, I do mm. I do more business in a week yeah. with Empire and Southern, the big distributors, than some of these restaurants will do in a year. Yeah. I'm exaggerating a little bit. Maybe, actually. I might not be. Yeah. Um, and they're getting a case of Blanton's when I'm getting two cases of Blanton's. I'm sitting there scratching my head like, wait a second. That's just not proportionately <laughs> yeah. adding up. I know we had a restaurant for years. I was getting killer allocations at Drumlin's. Really? Um, yeah. Huh. And they were awesome delicious yeah. most of them went here probably but yeah. uh legally you can't transfer anything from restaurant to store or, yeah or vice versa yeah um but we were getting amazing allocations huh. three lives in downtown they have a bottle of blanton's on their shelf and behind the bar and uh, i was asking john i was like how the hell did you get that he's like they just they asked if i wanted a bottle and he got it and his one of his bartenders dropped the bottle on the floor and shattered and he was lucky enough. The guy who replaced that rep was like, "I'll just, yeah, you know. yeah." It's it's uh. So anyway, so he opened up his. So that's how I got that. My brother lives in Florence, Kentucky, which stay, is stay close with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. I'll tell you who it is off the air. Um, he he sold me. So he wound up giving me that bottle because I had done something for him. And then he sold me the bottle of Blanton's. And immediately after I posted it, a friend of mine was like. Hey, where'd you get that? Yeah, well, he was. Well, I had a few people say that, but this one friend—he's not, not really a friend, a kid I went to high mm-hmm. school with. He's like, my dad and I have been collecting the tops for like mm-hmm. 15 years, and we need one last letter. He's like, which one do you have, or where did you get the bottle? And so I, I was like, you know, I told him where, and uh, I was like, but I'll see if I can, you know, if I find any. I told him about the place in Mattydale where I found it for 155 dollars. Yeah, someone and, will pay it. Yeah. And so um, he was like, oh, that's crazy. And then and I should have kept my mouth shut, but I was like, what letter do you need? <laughs> I need it's, the L. It's the one you have? Like, Fuck. I was like, you can have it, dude. And uh, <laughs> I might have an extra. I got them everywhere. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not really that great of a bourbon, is it? I mean, it gets a bad rap just because people put it on such a pedestal, but I like it quite a bit. But yeah. it's also, it's a single barrel. So yeah. you have to keep that in mind. Where I've had really good Blantons, and it's Blantons is a, uh, known to be like a brown sugar bomb, which I like that flavor profile. Okay. Um, but I've had good bottles, and I've had like drain pour, bo- like not good bottles, and oh. every barrel differentiates. Yeah. So um, I don't want to say it's hit or miss because the majority of the time, hmm. I'll definitely enjoy a pour of Blantons, especially if it's at a reasonable price. But I. I won't go to a bar and order one just yeah. because it's not going to be, it's going to be $20 for yeah. a pour when I, the bottle's 60 bucks and that's because you're pouring me half the bottle, then I'm right. out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was thinking about going to Al's and, um, and just, you know, seeing, I, I know they have this massive selection, but you'll go in there and just trying some of these things that are like impossible to find. Uh, um, you let me know what you need. Yeah. I got samples. Okay. All right. I'll save you a lot of money, <laughs> <Okay>. man. <laughs> save you a lot of uh, money. Yeah. Uh, L's has a good spot, though. Yeah. Um, they used to, ha- I haven't been there in a while. They used to have an enormous selection. I think mm. they've cut back a little bit. Really? Um, I, I, I owe them a visit. It's been a while. Yeah. It's, um, it really is just, 
this entire world. Like I know, well, so the well, you were you've told you were I think you said last time. Dive in. Yeah, go for it. That's what a hundred proof. I love four roses. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best everyday brands on the shelf. Yeah. Um, I've heard that a lot. Uh, so if, if another, now that I'm like trying to find some of these bottles. You're a bourbon hunter, my friend. I'm like, I'm now all of a sudden I'm thinking, all right, who are all these connections I have? And I remembered that there's a ex-girlfriend of mine who works. Whatever it takes. Yeah. She works at a liquor store in town. Cheers. And, uh, so I text her, I was like, when are you working? And she was like, what are you looking for? I told it was right after the baby. So I was like, I said, I really do just want to get a nice bottle to have and kind of celebrate. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, if you're looking for any, any of the allocated stuff, we don't have it. Allocated. Yeah. And I said, I was like, I said, why not? And she said, cause we don't buy the bullshit that gets us the allocated stuff. They had nothing from Sazerac, um, on their shelf. And, uh, and it's a big equation where you think, you think I get it down pat and, yeah. They change the rules. I, it's yeah. There's a lot of nonsense that goes in, but there's a way to do it without buying shelf turds. I call them. Yeah. Um, but it's a long. Mm. This is good. Yeah, that's wild. That's a. I don't know what that has. I'm still trying to train my palate to like be able to identify some of this stuff. Uh, I got some uh, cool nosing kit. I should have brought for you. Hmm. Um, which helps. I got like a. Little plastic containers. One's got wheat, rye, barley, mm. butterscotch, peanuts, and it just helps. Yeah. Like I get clove. Like, oh, what's clove smell like? You smell. Oh, like I'm picking that up note up too. Huh. I don't get clove in this, but I'm just. Yeah, I get. It's like almost like perfumey at the end. You know, if that floral. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that's really interesting. I asked Kyle from Kasai Ramen this question, and that is. Um, it was whenever we bought, when we bought your Knob, Knob Creek pick. The question was, how expensive of a, of a bourbon would you, would you draw the line that you wouldn't use it in a mixed cocktail and uh, in a drink? And you know, his answer was, depends on how much money you have. That's uh, a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> depends on how much money you have. Depends on how much you like that expensive bottle. Yeah. Um, I have expensive bottles I don't like. Yeah. So I'm not going to drink them. Well, I'm going to find some way to use it. I'm going to put it in a cocktail. Yeah. Uh, like, would you make a old-fashioned with the Pappy 15-year? Me? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> but Pappy, the original, I don't know if it's Julian Van Winkle, one of the Van Winkles, he used to drink his bourbon over ice with a uh, lemon wedge. Really? And that's how he drank it. I think mm. I was just watching a, uh, Eddie Russell, the founder's wild turkey. He used to similar like full cup of ice and like hmm. club soda or something and so there was no you know neat yeah drink whiskey however the hell you like to drink it right um and if you have a shit ton of money then you buy a 300 dollars <laughs> or two thousand dollar bottle and yeah. make an old-fashioned probably killer old-fashioned yeah probably uh, as long as you don't fuck the other two ingredients yeah up. um there was a story i forget who the distiller was i, I thought it was um the wild turkey guy, but maybe it was somebody it was else. Jimmy Russell, maybe. Uh, He's a wild turkey guy. He did. He had, he was in central New York for like a weekend or a week or something doing like an event at all these big restaurants all over the place. Pascal's Liquor Square. Okay. Was he there? He, this was before my time. But, okay. So uh, he was at the Sherwood Inn in Skinny Atlas. Apparently they had this like two-hour meet and greet and 
he walked around with a bottle of one of their bourbons and a glass. And the guy that was telling his story, he said that he thought that he was walking around pouring everybody samples, but it was just his bottle for the night. And at the end of the two hours, he had consumed the entire bottle and wasn't stumbling or slurring oh. or anything, you know. Just as uh, staying hydrated. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, this is, it's, it's interesting. First of all, so I was drinking uh, Buffalo Trace before you got here. So I will say it's interesting how little the King Mayhem didn't, like, it smacked me in the face. Usually that'll knock me if I have it, Your palate's beer. accustomed to the alcohol. Yeah. Um, very common where, you know, if we had an, even a more high-proof option right now, you would not get as much of that Kentucky hug, I call it, the yeah. spice coming down. And if we started with, you know, 120 proof option, you'd be like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, you know, if I sit down for a tasting or like a barrel pick, I rinse my mouth with vodka and spit just really? to kind of help. Rinse it with vodka? Yeah, just, you know, a little <laughs> gargle of vodka and spit. That's pretty funny. Um, or I'll pour something quick and just yeah. acclimate the palate to alcohol again. Huh. Um, never judge a bottle on your first sip. Yeah. Or your first sip of the day, I should say. Yeah. And they say there's like there, there's a difference between the beginning and the middle, right? The neck pour. A lot of people say, oh, the neck pour is n- no good. Um, I actually find truth to that. I, I don't want to say every neck pour is no good. That's like the first pour out of a bottle. Yeah. Um, sometimes they can be tight, a little sharper mm-hmm. than it would be, you know, once this bottle's half full. Yeah. Um, you know, wine opens up over time. The more oxygen gets to it, it, it the truly, it changes in the course of, you know, one glass of wine, you know, from your start to finish. That wine is, you know, it's physically, it's yeah. uh, chemistry, it's changing. Um, mm. Scientifically speaking, like whiskey shouldn't, but mm. it does. Yeah. And it, from experience, like it clearly, it does. Mm. Um, we were having this conversation yesterday. Like as I say that also... We taste this today. You know, we just tasted this. Mm-hmm. I got like big red hot cinnamon notes. Yeah. Um, I had a spicy chicken sandwich on my way in. Okay. Uh, tomorrow, I have a Caesar salad and tr- taste this. Yeah. This might taste totally different. Right. Um, it really depends on where where is your palate, for, uh, you know, mm. on that day at that very specific time. Mm. The best time to like give your, you know, we're going to Kentucky in January. We're doing barrel picks. They're at oh, t- 10 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. They want you early in the day. No coffee. Yeah. Uh, your palate mm. needs to be as fresh as possible. Um, mm. You know, eat something, eat something light, you know, nothing spicy, nothing too sweet or savory, um, just because that will, that's when you'll taste the best. Mm. Um, so I find huge uh, differences, excuse me, in, in tasting, depending on when I'm tasting, what did I eat that day? Yeah. You know, where's my palate at? It's, you know, it's uh, just thinking to the, the trip that I went on with Kyle and Jesse. I mean, we were, you know, they were obliterated from the night before and then doing a barrel pick yeah. the next day. You guys went to Beam? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nob, they, they did the Knob Creek. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When he opens, I think he's supposed to get those bottles, you know. Well, When's he opening? Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, who knows? I just went to the La La Lu. Uh, or however you pronounce it, uh, opening the old Grimaldi's that Danielle from Rise and Shine and Adam Weitzman. Well, didn't really Danielle. I think Adam just invested, but yeah. Danielle opened. So we, I got invited to their opening the other night. Where's, where's that? 
uh, Grimaldi's over like uh, Carrier Circle, where Grimaldi's was. Where Justin's Grill was? Yeah, it's over there, but it... Because... Uh, was it the old Justin's Grill? So when we took... Is it across from Joey's? No, it's over... Be, uh, it's across from the Ruby Tuesdays. Because we were at... I think there's another one over... Because we were at Justin's Grill for I don't know how many years, but prior yeah. to us, it was a Grimaldi's. Okay, yeah. This was a long, long time yeah. ago. I believe it was the Grimaldi's. It looks, it feels like the Justin, it's over Justin's Grill, I think was right there, right? It's across the street from... Joey's? Yeah. Okay, so this was Grimaldi's then. Is it across the street from Joey's? Am I tripping? Either way. Yeah. I think it's over there. Like yeah, behind, yeah. Yeah. So gorgeous, phenomenal restaurant. Um, but it took them, I think, two years, you know, to really get that. And from what they've done to it, you know, it's, it's like you're walking into Las Vegas. Oh, neat. Yeah, nothing like it in Syracuse. Food, eh, uh, not that great. Um, but it looks cool. Looks cool. Yeah. That's how a lot of restaurants are locally. Yeah, they look cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This one is well. Yeah, this nobody will touch the design of yeah. this restaurant. Oh, yeah, Adam Weitzman uh, investing. Yeah, they had money. I would love to open a restaurant with someone else's money. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. That'd be great. Sign me up, man. Yeah. <laughs> the only way I would ever touch a restaurant again. But yeah, that's just me. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a good business to be in right now. That's for damn sure. Um, yeah. You know, peaks and valleys. Yeah, uh, and it's in a <laughs> it's in a pretty big valley right about now. Depending on who you talk to, some yeah. some places are still doing pretty well right now. Um, the but, staples, like I'm sure, yeah. pastas. And yeah. Some well, any other restaurants downtown? I'm sure there's a few. Yeah. Yeah, um, but even some of your staples suck. You know, yeah. they just they're constantly struggling. Um, yeah, it's a it's a weird. It's a grind. Yes, for sure, and um, yeah. So we're yeah. Anyways, La La Lu took him forever to open. So I don't know what uh, when Kyle's supposed to open. I know he's gotten some pretty big milestones. Like mm-hmm. he was going up against the city for some bullshit, and he won those things. That'll happen. Yeah, you know they want him to put in like a second grease trap. Um, he got around that. So. Uh, so hopefully in the next, I'd say two to three months, he's open. Oh, I hope so. You know, that'd it's be a cool, cool spot. Yeah, for sure. Excited to see what he did with it. Yeah, um, if you ever want, I mean, not that you'd see much now, but if you ever want a tour of it, you know, I'll glad yeah. to show you. Um, he's gonna. He says it's gonna be like going into a place in Vegas. So we'll find out. Okay, I hope so. Yeah. Well, actually, to, I don't know. I don't like Vegas, so maybe. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> gonna have really good Knob Creek. That's about. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, I look forward to that <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah. Um. All right, so I've texted you a couple times over the past, you know, month or so in me trying to go out there and find some of these hard-to-get bottles um, because as much as I hate to, I don't want to play into, like, the world. I'm not going to overpay for something uh, or massively overpay for something. And so, and those are some of the questions I've been texting you about. And then I found this app that, like, kind of shows MSRP typical shelf Mm -hmm. and what's too high to pay for it. Um, and so like I found like a bottle of Blanton's, um, and I know there's a thousand other bottles out there that mm-hmm. are, you know, that people are looking for, um, that fall into this game. But when I found that bottle of Blanton's is like, my heart started beating. I was like, holy fuck, is that really fuck? That's a fucking there box it is. of Blanton's. Holy there shit. it is. And, uh, and there was no price tag. Yeah. And then when I asked them and they said $155. Well, I don't know why it was still there. Because <laughs> it was $155. Because $155. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, and I asked her, I was like, I said, you know, would you, would you discount this at all? And she's like, no. I was like, okay, goodbye. 
Uh, and then I text you and ask, you know, what was too high? So, I mean, I can't imagine you have to. Not that you can just call up and say, hey, I want this, and you get it. But have you ever gotten into, like, the world of, like, bourbon hunting? Me? 100%. Yeah. I yeah. drive by a liquor store. I go in it. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, we get a ton of bottles allocated to us. We're very lucky and fortunate where we – I do play their bullshit games. And yeah. I like to say I do it well. Um, <laughs> so we do get our allocations. But if I took every allocation we had home, then – I'd be losing a lot. My dad wouldn't be very happy, needless to say. Um, and I'd have way too much bourbon that I could ever consume. But yeah. I just, for, one, for market research. Two, I like to see maybe there's a bottle in there that they've recently got, they've mismarked, or um, someone's passed over. Typically not the case. Yeah. Um, but especially being in the industry, it gives me an excuse to go in and check out their store. Yeah. Um, I found some... Good buys here and there, very rarely, more mm-hmm. uh, less times than uh, more. Yeah. Um, but it's it's fun, part of the game, man. And I'm yeah. I'm into bourbon. You know, I, I sell the stuff for a living. I mean, we sell everything, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I get the rush of, you know, I had a customer the other day. She was looking for this, looking for that, and I said, you know, if you want one, like I got it. She goes, no, no, no. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go find one. I'm like. <laughs> okay, I got one out back for you if you if yeah. you want it. Like, yeah, but I think she just wanted to. She wanted the right the right. hunt. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you want to go waste three hours a day driving to every <laughs> liquor store in town, knock yourself out. But yeah. if you really want it, like, I got one for you. Right. Um. I really think she just want the chase, man. I I got it. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, it I is. Just, yeah. I haven't been lucky. So. Yeah, I was really lucky with the Russell's Reserve. Um, but I called ahead. It's stories like that that make me feel like I still need to go. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, uh, there's a couple Instagram accounts and TikTok accounts I found where they're posting photos. Like one of them just just posted a photo of like it was probably it was two stacks, but I think it was like five in each of cases of Weller Reserve, um, which they were, in, they were in Ohio. I don't know where they were. They were in Ohio. Were they or Texas? Okay, because that's where they get stacks of Weller Reserve. Yeah. Um, and they were listed at like thirty-five bucks a bottle. Um, Ohio or Texas? Yeah, they're known for that. I so so knowing and googling pricing before, like I would text you or find the app. I would like Google to see, like, okay, what are these listed? Because Drizzly has that Russell's bottle for seven hundred bucks right now. Okay, so. I'm thinking to myself, oh, okay, well, well, what states ship to New York? So then I'm going through and I'm like doing, trying to, I've got like 20 different tabs open, trying to find what states have different bottles for sale and yada, yada, yada. And I'm looking in Texas and Ohio and Kentucky and what states will ship to New York to try and find this stuff. And there is, I found a, a liquor store in California uh, shipping was like 35 bucks, but you can get Buffalo Trace for 29 You get Weller Reserve for, I think, 40 Um They had a bottle of Blanton's for like 95 And I could just buy all of these bottles that I wanted and have them shipped right to my house. Did it work? I didn't do it because I didn't want to. It, like I was, I was at checkout, and I was like, ah, this is too easy. I kind of want to find them, you know? I, so I understand the chase for some people, but at the end of the day you want a bottle yeah and you want to taste it All right and you have access to it at that price that's those are good prices yeah um 
I mean, even when we get Buffalo Trace, like we got th- we got three cases coming tomorrow. We just mm. got just got an allocation of it, mm. and I'll probably put one out over the weekend, one out on Monday, one out on Wednesday. Yeah, um, they'll sit on. You know, I don't even put them on the shelf because yeah. I don't bother making room for them, and they're going to be gone in two days. I put a case out on the floor, and for forty forty three bucks, whoever comes in like that specific day will they'll buy it, and it'll yeah. be gone. Put you know we stagger them out. Um, it is a it, it you can find them. It's a question of how often do you want to stop into one of your local liquor stores. Yeah, if I'm driving past a place, I'll stop in now. Mm-hmm. I just stopped in a place down right down here on Geta Street, and they had all their nice bottles up on the top shelf. And because one of the reps was in there, I forget. I don't know which from from which company, but uh, it was like this Indian guy that owned it, and. So he, I'm like looking around. He's like, "Are you looking for anything?" And I was like, oh, "I was just seeing if you had anything allocated." And he was like, "Yeah, we have Buffalo Trays up there. It's a great, great bourbon. You should get that." And it was ninety dollars. Yeah, um, that's a fun, funny part about this industry. Some store owners have no freaking clue. Don't have a pulse on the market at all. Yeah. Um, and some half of them they don't even they don't care. You know, they saw yeah. they can type in Buffalo Trace and. They'll see a price for $90. Well, that's my price today. Yeah. Um, others, like I like to say, I'm pretty invested in what we do, and I do a lot of market research. I know uh, what the suggested retail price is, what the secondary price is, what hopefully can find the sweet spot in the middle where I can still make some money and not piss off my customers. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, every liquor store is different. Yeah. Um, do you guys get a lot of pushback from your the program that you do with the, some of those harder to get bottles? Um, we get pushback from customers that don't shop with us, <laughs> which is it's comical to me. I love I w- love watching people in the Syracuse Bourbon Society. Oh, I, I don't like point systems. That's because you're the type of guy that wants to walk into a liquor store like mine, yeah, not support me at all through the year. Want my nicest bottles at a cheap price, yeah. So you either go home and flip them, or maybe <laughs> drink them, but or you're just a, just a hype beast. Yeah. And um, the exact reason I made the program to yeah. eliminate the cherry pickers. There's one guy, there's a few guys in particular that just continue to take jabs <laughs> at us um, in these groups, and I want I just I want to laugh at them. Like yeah. it's, it's it's a pretty simple and understandable concept. You know, mm-hmm. it's a customer loyalty program. You shop with us, right. you support me throughout the year, then I'm happy. To, you know. You're going to get the good bottles at a yeah. good price, and you don't need to go to 10 liquor stores in a day and find that one bottle. Um, the people that are in the program that are – and the program's not for everyone because yeah. if you're not – You spend a, money. A, a, you need to spend money. You need to drink. Right. I mean, it's not just someone who's going to have, you know, one pour a, mo- you know, one pour a week. You know, yeah. you got you to spend money, and you got to <laughs> be into alcohol. Right. Um, and not everyone is, which I get. Yeah. Um, so the program's not for everyone, but the people that are bourbon drinkers or, or just alcohol drinkers, um, the program makes sense for them. Yeah. You know, I noticed a huge lack of loyalty in our industry. You know, we were talking about this yesterday. Um, we're talking about advertising. Hmm. And I said, a lot of our customers, they're, yeah, sure. You know, they see it more, less today than ever before where, you know, Kendall Jackson's 50 cents cheaper up the road. Are you really mm. going to drive 10 minutes out of your way yeah. for 50 cents a bottle? Like <laughs> some people, like back in the day, absolutely. They'd mm. come in, they'd let you know, it's cheaper over there, I'm going over there. Like now, 
especially with inflation, like people are expecting price increases. And I don't think they're going out of their way as much to find that cheap. They're shopping convenience. Yeah. Um, I'm a convenient shopper. Yeah. Um, and that's why, you know, delivery has been such a big thing. But, um, you know, I've hopefully eliminated some of those convenient shoppers. You know, you're on your way home. Your wife wants a bottle of wine. Hopefully you come to my store now. Right. Because it's going to it's going to count for something down the road if you're interested in the premium bourbons. Yeah. Um, mm. So for the people that, you know, do spend a lot on alcohol, I'm just hopefully directing their sale, every sale, to our store yeah. when they're shopping rather than, mm. you know, you know, they live close to this store. Hopefully they will drive out of their way and come to me. Yeah. Because um, they're mm. rewarded at the end of the day. Yeah, Because um, sure. these bottles are... Some are very, very hard to get, or if you do find them, they're extremely overpriced. Um, you know, back to your point before, it depends how much money you have. Yeah. If you're willing to pay quadruple the amount for a bottle that you want, you know, God bless. Right. Um, you know, let me know. Go <laughs> grab that bottle right now, and you pay five times more than you should. <laughs> um, but you know, everyone's different. Yeah, I was at, I was in uh, Rome. Uh, uh, just the other day to meet with a restaurant owner and I got there early and there was a liquor store up the street. So I was like, I'll pop in there and see what they have. And they didn't really have anything that it was a big store, but they didn't have anything nice. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't have anything allocated on the shelves. Um, They did have, what did they have? I forget. There was one bottle that was like three times more than it should be. And then there was another bottle that was like half of what it should be. And, um, but nothing that was like really unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it was the Heaven Hill. Heaven, Heaven Hill they had listed at like seven year. Seven year they yeah. had for like thirty nine bucks, um, which I would buy. Yeah, it was a good buy. I almost bought it, but then it was like it's a good pour too. Yeah, I was I was just thinking to myself like at this point in my collection game, um, I really I either want like the stuff that I'm trying to find just to be able to try it, mm-hmm. uh, or I want, like, the cheap things to kind of use in drinks, mm-hmm. you know. So um, not that 40 bucks isn't cheap, but, you know. Uh, it's a good value bottle. Yeah. Good to sip neat, good to mix in cocktails, like, yeah, goodbye. Um, and I forget what it was that they had listed at, like, $95, but it was just crazy. But anyways, so I asked, I was in there walking around, and the guy was like, do you need help with anything? And, and so I said, do you have anything, like, Buffalo Trace from, like, sat, you know, I hate saying, I hate saying the name because like if I say like Blantons, they're like no we don't have Blantons, but they might have something else. Right. And I hate saying allocated because then they're like who's this douchebag? Um, and so allocated. Yeah. I do that all the time. They got a bunch of allocated bottles. They're all right there. <laughs> what is that? It, 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 the sales rep use allocated like it's cold. Now. Oh, you know really? this bottle you should buy it. It's allocated. <laughs> they piss off. You know like I mean, it's allocated. What does that yeah. What does that mean anymore? Yeah. Um, yeah, it just means that they're claiming that there's it's limited, limited. and, and re- the reps like their eyes will like light up like this bottle's limited. <laughs> You're gonna buy a few cases, right, Nick? No, it's limited. Is it good? Uh, Does it sell? No. <laughs> like, you come back in two weeks. Let me know that you still have you know hundreds of cases in stock. Yeah, that's uh, hilarious. It's not allocated. <laughs> yeah. you can call it whatever you want, but right, if I yeah. can order it whenever I want, yeah, it's not allocated. Right, that's pretty funny. So I asked the guy behind the counter, I was like, do you have anything like that? And he said, we do, but the owner takes it all for his private collection. <laughs> I was like... You see that a lot. Oh, okay. Great. Uh, 
I know there was a store locally. They don't. And when you do things like that, um, you lose your everyday customer. Yeah. Because they want to come in. They want to talk to a manager, an owner. They want to show that they're supporting the store. But then they also, they want the good stuff. You bring every good bottle home or uh, price every good bottle through the roof, you're going to lose that everyday customer. And for sure, I could take my Van Winkles and... Yeah. Put them on the shelf for two grand, three grand. Someone's going to buy them. Right. I'm going to get a one-time blow and whoop-de-doo. I sold this extra bottle for a few extra hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, I'd rather hmm. get the everyday sale of yeah. the consumer than this one-time shootout hmm. uh, and piss off all my everyday customers. Yeah. Um, so, it, yeah. It, I mean, I, I like to say I'm looking at the big picture mm-hmm. of things rather than a, this one-time sale. I know a store locally just had this big sale uh, where they put out, released all their allocated yeah. bourbons. They pissed off more customers yeah. than they appeased. Yes, they sold everything that they put out. I'm so that's that's shocking. They say they sold everything they put out. Um, there are people that are willing to pay. Yeah, I've talked to ten of our customers that said they're never stepping foot in that store again. Yeah, like you just, I'm, I, I think yeah. you're leaving money on the table when you do that. Yes, you had a good day of sales. You're right. Your numbers were higher on that Friday than they were on the previous Friday. Right. But the rest of the year, you're missing out on those everyday sales. Yeah. That really pissed me off when I saw somebody post a picture in the group. And, and yeah, when I saw, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know in the secondary market what it goes for, but my bottle of Russell's Reserve that I paid 90 bucks for was... Those prices were all over the place. Yeah. Some were high, some were low. I mean, even their good price bottles were more than what we sold them for. And, like, hmm. you know... yeah. Teach your own, but right. I that was crazy. We could do that. I think I'd lose half of our base. Yeah. Um, Are you part of the Rochester Bourbon Group? No, I'm not. I wasn't allowed in. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, I joined that one, and the, wait, the Rochester Elite Group. I don't know if it's the Elite. I think there's a, just... there's a few. Okay. Um, I'm a part of a Rochester one. It's it's pretty big. Yeah. Um, and but there was some store out there that released they had three cases of Blanton's and put them out for like eighty bucks and they were gone. The guys were yeah. like they're gone in ten minutes. But then they kept they're doing like a three different Blanton uh gift pack that's like five hundred bucks. Um and uh I forget what the other two bottles are. Uh the combo packs. Yeah. I do stuff like that occasionally. Is that just like a standard combo pack from the dist- or from the distributor? No, no, that's something like there's a million different ways to sell the allocated bottles. We've kind of dabbled in all of them. Honestly, if I get, say I get three cases of Blanton's, mm-hmm. I'll put two cases away for my allocation sale where we sell them for $61 to our loyal customers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take a few bottles and put them in my case for $105. They will sell instantly. Yeah. And one or two people might look over and pass, but... The next customer is going to come and buy it. They won't last more than two days. Yeah. At a hundred, anywhere from a hundred to a hundred and ten dollars, we'll put mm-hmm. them in. Um, and that's for the person where they've never had Blanton's. They're dying to have it. Yeah. There it is. Um, it's expensive, but it's not one hundred and fifty dollars expensive. Right. So they're willing to, you know. I get it. That is one of the. Yeah. The bourbons that everyone, every new bourbon drinker wants to try, and yeah. I recommend you do it. I like it. Right. Um. And then I might take a bottle and do a combo pack where uh, if you want to buy the Blanton's, it's $70, but you also need to buy 
yeah. this. Yeah. And I might give you two or three options for that second bottle. And I and they'll look at me, well, I don't want to buy that. I'm like, okay, well then you can buy this for 150. <laughs> or you can pay 150 and walk out with two bottles. Yeah. You do the math. All right. I'm not a numbers guy. I sell alcohol for a living, but yeah. it makes more sense right. for you to buy them both. So it's just a way for us to move a bottle that I might not be selling great. It might be a bottle that I had to buy in order to get the Blantons. Yeah. Um, or just to make more shelf space. Yeah. Um, hmm. So there's a, you know, and I literally, I'll do all three of them in one day, different ways to sell that hmm. bottle. Um, I think long term, uh, our customer loyalty program is where I reserve most of my bottles. Yeah, for sure. Um, like I, I even, every huh. beginning of the year when I do my shootout of like, our guidelines. I say I keep seventy-five to eighty percent of our bottles for our allocation sale, hmm. and the others will go into the case for a higher mark than you'll pay, or they'll be, you know, sprinkled out in combos. Hmm. I did a, I just recently did an eight-bottle combo, which I've never done before. Yeah. Um, five, six people passed, hmm. and then the next guy bought it, um, and it was an expensive combo. Yeah. The one bottle I comboed with. Uh, sells for the whole eight of them <laughs> together that he paid. <laughs> so at the end of the day, like this guy got seven Christmas presents for yeah. people he <laughs> may or may not like yeah. uh, based on some of the bottles. But uh, <laughs> it, was, it, it was a win for me, and yeah. he got a bottle that he could have paid that same price for that one bottle. Hmm. Um, That's wild. So I was happy with the sale. He was happy with the sale. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it, it's uh, I I found a second like a secondary recycle group, um, that I'm not happy with. It's they're they're mainly based out of Pennsylvania, um, but really all anybody is asking for in there is either Blanton's or uh, Eagle Eagle Rare. Yeah, and it's harder to get in some states. Yeah. And that's literally the two bottles that everyone asks for is Blanton's or Eagle Rare. And it's surprising to see some of the bottles that they're putting up. Like, there's a more than a few that I've seen where they're putting up the smoke wagon uncut, unfiltered. I'm like, you know. It, it, there I, used to be good, a decent secondary value on that. That's wild. Um, but now it's, I mean, we used to not get it a lot either. Yeah. And that was just when smoke wagon jumped off. Like, they were, that was his big thing eagle rare if you will at yeah. the time and mm. we'd only get a few bottles and mm. i used to have to call customers hey we got the uncut now it sits on our shelf yeah um mm. so it doesn't have the same sex appeal it once used to but in other markets they yeah. might not be able to get it yeah so it, it it could although he ships direct now so all you have to do mm. is go to smokewagon.com and you can buy it <laughs> um all right i know uh let me see And I haven't gotten to really like any other questions that I fire away, of. man. Um, all right, what's the um, what's been your favorite like two or three bottles for this year? For this year, yeah. uh, I was talking with a customer. Yeah, just not too long. Calumet sixteen, man. It's on the shelf every day. You can get it at a lot of stores locally. Hmm. One hundred and thirty, forty bucks. I think we're one hundred and forty. Um, I hear it's Barton's Distillate, sixteen-year-old okay. bourbon, not too high a proof. It's obtainable. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. Hmm. Um, I say it a lot. You can spend a lot of money on bourbon and 
It's happened to me one too many times. I open a $200 bottle. I'm like, fuck, this isn't good. <laughs> no, this is not worth $200. It's, yeah. it's good. It's not worth $200. Yeah. Uh, the Kellyum at 16 is worth every penny. Hmm. Um, that's one of my favorites of the year. Not allocated. Yeah. On the shelf. I just bought a case yesterday. Yeah. Um, we sell it like crazy. It's really good. Uh, allocated bottle, so for old fits 17. Yeah. Hands down. Um, the old fits, uh, old Fitzgerald bottled and bond by Heaven Hill comes mm-hmm. in the fancy glass bottle. Yeah. Um, there's been really good ones and there's been really bad ones. And it mm-hmm. actually gets a bad rep for like one of the highly allocated bottles because it's had good years and bad years. This last, this one this year was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, hmm. I need another if you find one. Yeah, yeah I saw open. you open that, right? I, yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, I, I'm a drinker, not a collector. Yeah. I also have a little easier access to these bottles than other people. Um, but there's nothing that uh, gets me going more. I got this awesome bottle. You know, I, uh, 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 you know, I, I, I bought it at the store and I found it. I don't, do you like it? I don't know. I've never had it. <laughs> well, what the fuck? Well, I mean, that's me with the rust. Yeah. That's why you have a sample, yeah, my friend. So you. now know. you know, <laughs> and now you can, and now you can leave it close yeah. without me judging you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and someone like you, brand new to the game. Yeah. I get it. That bottle got a lot of hype. You know what it goes for. Yeah. Fuck, you got a killer deal. Yeah. I would have, I would have done the same thing. Um, but you got to drink it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, listen. The now wh- you have a sample, though, so yeah. <laughs> you, now you can do as you please with it. Yeah, that Weller 12-year, I immediately opened it. Um, I was trying to do like a um, like a super flex. It was like perfect timing. The day I got it, the next day it was on uh, um, Yellowstone, you know, featured yeah. in that show. And oh, yeah, you got a, you got to have a good day then. Yeah. and Everyone but, raised their prices right after that. Oh, did they? And I got it for free. Nice. Uh, a good sample for oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I immediately filmed an episode, uh, like a, sh- a little video. I was going to do a flex of me blind pouring the Weller Twelve Year and talking about the Eat Local card uh, to buy it for the holidays, right? For our Black Friday sale. Nice. And I was like, this is gonna, this is gonna be like the people who know what this is are gonna be, you know, Stoked. impressed. And then uh, I, so I filmed it. And I brought it back and I showed it to my wife. I was like, is this stupid? She was like, this is the dumbest thing you've ever done before. <laughs> so, no. Uh, so, but I, I immediately opened that bottle and drank it. Uh, you got to yeah, drink them. Right. Um, unless you're going to, you know, sell them. And yeah. I have, a, I have an emergency fund at home. You know, the water heater breaks. I right. got a bottle or two that, if need be. Yeah. Ideally, I don't want to do that because... You know, these, these people go nuts for these bottles for the most part because they're really good. Yeah. We hope at least. Right. Um, and like being in the industry, like I want to be able to talk about them and like say like, mm-hmm. is it good? Did I like it? You know, so forth. And just be able to talk about them. Yeah. Um, so I'm always one to, if I get a bottle, I open it. But yeah. I also have different access to the bottle. So right. I think I'm <laughs> not the average Joe when it comes to the allocated bottles. Yeah. Um, this is really interesting. Uh, this is MGP. Still in Indiana. Uh, mm-hmm. Mic drop from 2019. I f- 2019. They've been doing... They just had a release this year. Mm. Probably four or five... Five or six releases they've done. Um, 
just uh, the name mic drop, but it's been sourced different juice from different places. Yeah. Um, hmm. It was MGP, then it was Wilderness Trail. I don't, where was this year's from? This year's bottle went for like five or 600. Hmm. And it was really bad. Really? Yeah, actually, I feel bad. I had a customer come in. He, he <laughs> bought it. Um, in the past years, it's 90 bucks. Yeah. Um, I bought one from a store in New York City online for 100 bucks hmm. and shipped home. Um, he came in, he goes, Nick, you got to try this. Uh, and he gives me, he pours it, you know, it's a little cloudy. There's some floaties in it. Like it doesn't look right. And like, it really doesn't taste good. It's not good. Hmm. And he goes, it, you know, it's flawed. I go, you might not like it, man. And I really <laughs> feel bad that you don't. Cause I know what you paid for this, but yeah. it's not flawed. It's just not good. Yeah. Um, hmm. I tried to soften the blow a little bit for him, but you know, that happens. I yeah. guess. Huh. Um, we're going, I'm going to flying down to this New York good. on Tuesday and uh, uh, just for the day, and I've got some time to kill, and I've already found a couple liquor stores in the area. I'm sure nothing's going to be a rare find for a cheap price, but uh, I'm still going to go in and look. Last time I was in New York City, I found a good bottle. Really? For a cheap price. Hmm. And the, the store owner looks at me and goes, you're going to flip this, aren't you? I said, no, dick. Like, <laughs> we can go get a glass. Let's open it right now. Um he literally said that to my face. I was like, oh, no, I'm not. Give me your other one, too, now. Um, <laughs> it's Buffalo Trace Kosher, okay. Uh, okay. which is, we don't, I mean, I think it was this year's release, which we didn't get. Um, it's just, it's normal Buffalo Trace at a higher mark and a cooler yeah. bottle. Screw it. Like, we yeah. don't get it. I'm going to, I bought one. He had, a, he had two different offerings. I bought them both. Hmm. We didn't open them on the spot. He didn't want to taste them. So if we can, <laughs> man, think I'm glad we didn't because I was pretty drunk. Um, <laughs> but it, you can find some yeah. good deals. And then you could also find some really not good deals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like back in like about uh, six, seven years ago, when sell, buying and selling books was still like a big side hustle, you know, you would go to like the library, 25 cent thing, and you'd mm-hmm. try and find a book. You'd scan the app on Amazon and see if it was selling for 50 bucks or 30 bucks. And I remember doing that. And that's kind of how I feel now going into a liquor store because mm-hmm. I'm opening the app and trying to see what MSRP is on some of these bottles. So I started listening to some bourbon podcasts. And on one of them, they had this guy on. Um, they were talking about uh, the legal way to sell NFTs. Or I'm sorry, the legal way to sell um, uh, bottles of bourbon or bottles of liquor. Yeah, through a liquor store with me. Yeah. <laughs> the legal way to flip them is through an NFT. And so uh, this company basically has, uh, they're way over the top because they like store your bourbon for you so you uh-huh. can buy it from them. And they don't really have, the only, they didn't have anything that was like crazy. Um, they've got a lot of like huge bottles. So they get a lot of it from Europe where it's like the, you know, three liter, whatever the fuck it is. Um, but they were saying the legal way to do it is you sell the NFT, but the NFT comes to the rights of this bottle that's unopened. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know much about NFTs. You know, I, I own a Gary V yeah. version two, series two, uh, that immediately tanked because it's connected to Ethereum tokens. Oh. So right after I bought it, I you know. Ethereum, like five, ten years ago. Yeah, right. I made 200 bucks and sold yeah. it. Yeah. Fuck, I fucked up. Yeah, same <laughs> same here. And then uh, immediately started investing in other yeah, things no. that crashed after I made my, I think I made a thousand bucks in it. Um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Like the legal way to flip a bottle of... There's unicorn Auctions is a website. Okay. You could do. I think they only 
sell like primo, primo. Like. I'm excited. I've never tried that. What are you doing? You flipping a bottle? No, it's a, called a bourbon flip. So it's. Uh, <laughs> you see the guy in Lake Placid? Uh-uh. Uh uh. My my boy. Wait, the restaurant? No, it's oh. uh store on Instagram. You should follow him, Terry Robards. Oh yes, I do. Fo- I follow him on TikTok. Tim. Okay. He's he's, he's I actually have never met him. We've gone back and forth a ton. He's got an old bot, uh, video of him flipping a Van Winkle 15, and his story almost drops it. Holy shit! Uh, I've tried with a bottle of wine, but I'm not that ballsy yet. No, they um, that I found them on TikTok. They like blew up on TikTok. Yeah, he uses his uh, social media platform quite a bit. Too. Yeah, he's built a huge online base. Hmm. Yeah, it's wild. Um, no, a, a flip is basically uh, it's, it's kind of a like an eggnog. So mm. the the drink is an entire egg, um, bourbon. And I'm going to use a Demerara gum syrup, but you typically right. use, use like a little bit of simple syrup and just shake the piss out of it. Egg white. No, the whole egg. That's fucked. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's, so it comes out like eggnog texture. Yeah, no, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'll use egg white in cocktails all the time. I don't yeah. know about the, the yolk. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do Let that. me know how it is. Yeah, I'm going to do it here in a little bit. I'm not going to stick around for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm doing a video a day for it's December. Cool, man. And uh, and I had just had a brand reach out and gave me some stuff. They were like, nice. "We make drinks with it." So, um, who? Uh, it's that uh, they're called adult sodas. Soul something. Oh, cool. The people who own the Hop Spot are opening in the old Empire space a place called the Whiskey Coop. Hmm. So you know, I have no idea what that's going to you know be, cool. but uh, I imagine it's going to involve chicken and whiskey. Um, there's a, there's, so there's a place up in Lake Placid uh, or somewhere up north. It's a restaurant where it's they've they claim to have like one of the biggest bourbon collections in the North Country, hmm. and um, it's a restaurant with just like by the poor, you know, massive whiskey bourbon collection. Nice. And so on TikTok every day they're doing he's talking about a different bourbon. Cool. Um, so yeah, um, bourbon's that, fun, man. It is. It's a lot of fun. I don't drink enough of it. Um, I drink too much, so you and I can kind of balance each yeah. other out. I've got my bottle at home that we won't mention that I'm just trying to drink through. Um, and, yeah, you know, everything else in here, I'm like, it is a challenge to, like, figure out, like, all right, what am I going to use in this drink now? Uh, but I'm getting through it little by little, I'm trying to use the cheaper stuff first. Yeah, use what you like. Yeah. So, um, all right. Somebody's buying a bottle of bourbon for a Christmas gift. Give me two or three bottles. Uh, right now, we have an awesome selection at all three of our locations. Mackenzie, my favorite, uh, by far favorite New York State uh, distillery, um, and the Finger Lakes. Uh, Mackenzie Finger Lakes Distilling. We did a, he does really unique cool stuff mm. um he's got like some 10 11 year old barrels set aside right now we bought a four-year bourbon mm. that is your normal mash bill with a little uh not your normal because it's got 10 percent smoked uh barley in it and it mm. gives us just little soft hints of smoke um pretty unique and then we have a six and a half year rye wow. that has these like big funky like apple notes mm. um that's really growing on me quite a bit. I can't decide which one I like better. Um, Local distillery. uh, We have it at all three stores. I think it's 60 bucks on the shelf. He's getting some national recognition, Hmm. um, which is pretty neat to see someone, I think they're 45 minutes, an hour down the road from us, um, getting 
recognition. You know, I got customers in California asking for bottles. Hmm. Um, just shipped a few to Florida, wow. um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, that's a really great bottle. Definitely unique and not Kentucky bourbon. Hmm. He does not have a Kentucky bourbon flavor profile. He's got, I just say, they got a funk to them. Huh. Um, otherwise, a, a bottle you could get at any store. Honestly, dude, Four Roses. Yeah. Uh, and they're all super reasonably priced between their small batch, small batch select, single barrel. Um, anywhere from, you'll find them anywhere from like 30s to, I think the select's in the mid-50s now. Okay. Um, should be at pretty much every liquor store around town. Hmm. Uh, really one of the first brands that really got me into bourbon. Yeah. I know last time we talked about Elijah Craig. It'll yeah. be more around like the twenty five thirty dollar price point. So you're looking to depends on how like how much you like your yeah <laughs> uh, person you're giving your gift to. All right, a um, little more of a premium option that I very fond of. Yeah. All right. Yeah, man. Uh, there's a few bunch of other questions I wanted to ask you, but we'll have you back here in the next month or so. Okay, I'll be around. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thank you. There it is, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Local New York Podcast. Uh, if you want to be the first to know when a new episode comes out, follow us on social media. Visit our website, elocalnewyork.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Find the video on our YouTube channel. Uh, all of the above, please and thank you. Also, buy me a local New York card. It's $25. Saves you $5 off at over 150 locally owned restaurants all around New York State. And, uh, yeah, it's a great way to help us keep this stuff going because uh, this ain't cheap. So go buy an Eat Local card, eatlocalnewyork.com. Again, save money, support local, support us. All right, thanks, everybody. I'm going to catch you back here next week. Actually, next week is our Christmas episode with Tim from Buried Acorn and Keith from Woodland Farm Brewery. So head there and, uh, well, don't head there, but get ready. Christmas episode coming out next week. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye.